Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to Grow Migrant Podcast. With us today is Monica Day, trauma nurse, single mom, makeup and traveling enthusiast, trying to find a way back to self, through self, and through yoga. Monica, welcome. Thank you so much for coming to talk. Thank you so much for having me here. Awesome. And so as always, we start the episode, I would love for you to take some time to define your grit. Can you share your G, R, I, and T words so we can speak to each one individually? So my four words that I chose were uh, guidance, resilience, inspiration, and transformation. Um, starting with guidance, uh, it's very important. Um, for me, I think, I actually I believe very much that I, I live by that because there's never, for me, I, I know that there's never a straight uh, route from A to B. I know that um, no one's perfect, nothing is perfect. But through the guidance or experiences of others, I feel like is the greatest teacher to me. Mm. So I, I, I find inspiration from people and the experiences they've been through. So that to me becomes my teacher, like the greatest teacher. For as for resilience, I believe life is long, and we can't let things get us down because we all know that obstacles come, and our whole entire life is a. Um, a journey through like mountains and valleys. So uh, resilience is very important to me because when you do feel down, you you always need to remember the only way to look should be up. Mm. And inspiration um, kind of ties in with the the guidance part because, as I said, I find I I do my best to find the inspiration through people and their experiences and or even like just the environment or creation around me because. They become my teachers. Mm -hmm. And I believe that our journey of life and uh, whatever we decide to do is transformation because I think individual transformation is the name of the game from start to finish. Fantastic. And now looking at that combination of words, guidance, resilience, inspiration, and transformation, do you find that your words compete with each other? Do you think your grit words cooperate or do you think they kind of connect? For me, they connect. They connect because guidance and inspiration, for me, go hand in hand. And resilience comes because, like I said, you, you learn from one thing and you go on to the next. And it's not always a positive outcome that you may have had in your mind, but you have to grow from it. You always have to go up. Mm -hmm. And 
the entire thing that um, umbrellas all of that for me is the individual transformation, which I think come, for me comes from the other three words. Amazing. That's beautiful. And now thinking back to your grit growth guide, again, that's a document or a tool I invite people to fill out so that as you become a gritizen, we talk about what matters to you and in particular your values as well as areas of change. And so in your grit growth guide, your top value is a calling to carry out your duties and obligations. Now, as a mother and a mentor, I'd love for you to tell us about a recent challenging situation or relationship that you've entered willingly based on your sense of duty. So duty to me, I feel, is the, is the value that like carries me through. Um, there's been like so many times in my life where it's kind of like, what's the point of this? Mm. Um, whether that be at work, um, being in the emergency department, whether that be in my personal life, I didn't have the most um, positive relationship. That's plural. Mm. <laughs> and also like being like a single mom, um, although it's not always the ideal situation. Mm. So duties, um, the value of duty kind of links those for me. And I would have to say the most challenging thing was kind of to be on my own with children. Because mm -hmm. half the time I don't know what I'm doing myself. Mm. And now I have two to <laughs> somehow guide. So um, duty to me, I, I repeat that value in my head. So I won't say, I can't say there's one specific experience, but just the idea of being a single mom or being by myself and having to lead two more humans or individuals through their lives and their daily lives and apparently through their life. Mm -hmm. um, I just, the value of duty comes up to me again and again because even if I don't want to do it, even though I don't want to be in the situation that I'm in. Um, I've been given a duty. I've been given a responsibility. And it's something that I have to uphold whether I like it or not. So I put duty sometimes before love. I put duty before devotion because it's a responsibility and that I'm, it makes sure that I do it mm. no matter what. Okay, so it's an interesting description in that a lot of the drive you have toward navigating obstacles or navigating transitions comes from focus on others. So it's really, it's it's most likely that you are consistently thinking of other people before thinking of yourself. Is that a fair way to describe some of what the duty, or sorry, I'd have another way to ask that question. How does the duty to yourself, to your wellness, for example, to your ability to keep going, how does that play as another layer of making sense of obstacles because there is a, a collective as well as an individual duty. So I, it ultimately does tie into my own wellness or my own growth hmm. or my own transformation. Um, because even though duty or responsibility to others may be my, my driving force, mm -hmm. the goal is not just to perform a duty. If I may say, um, I have this quotation that I repeat in my mind that when you do devotion, when you do duty without love, mm. it's deplorable because it's like you're just you're committing an act. Mm. There's not there's no emotion behind it. Okay. So even though sometimes that is my motivating factor, like just at least get to that, do your duty. Yep. When you don't put any love behind it, it becomes it's, it just becomes an act. There's mm. no there's no real uh, substance to it. Okay. Duty with love shows devotion. 
may that be to your role or my role, let's say, to, may that be to my role as a mother, role as a, um, a trauma nurse, a role as a daughter, whatever. Mm-hmm. When, I put, when I put love in my duty, it becomes devotion because I'm devoted to that role and I'm devoted to doing a good job at it. Mm-hmm. When you take duty out of the emotion, so duty without love is actually divine because then it's just an act of who you are to that person. So that that so that as well for me is wellness because I've I've been able to do what I have to do, but I've done it with sincerity, and I've given it to that person or given it to me even whatever that may be. Du- duty can even come to like looking after myself. Mm-hmm. It's also a duty. It's a responsibility okay. because I've been given a healthy body. I've been given a healthy mind. Mm-hmm. Looking after that is also a responsibility. So ultimately, it does become it does become a wellness towards me when I've taken out the, just the task behind it, when I've taken out just the emotion behind it and I've actually made it something that becomes me. I th- feel like I'm looking after myself because it's that individual transformation that comes into play. Going back to my grit word. Amazing. I love when people go back to their grit <laughs> words because that's really the reflection of the work that we're doing is to get her, to get a better understanding of ourselves so we can be more of who we're supposed to be in the presence of obstacles, in the presence of duty, in the presence of opportunities. And I'm very grateful for that answer. Did I answer that okay, though? Were you... I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Yes, that's the point. There's no right answer. <laughs> They're your words and your experience. I'm just here to be that facilitator so that other gritizens can really benefit and upcoming gritizens get to hear how people are managing and getting things done. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Now, recognizing how much thought you've given to the role of duty in your life and really looking at your grit words, do you find that there's one or two of your grit words that are most connected to your sense of duty that kind of come to your mind first? Or is it more that you really experience that combination of guidance, resilience, inspiration and transformation? Those all kind of come to you whenever it's time to be operating from duty. I think they're I think they're very connected to me. I may not even break them all down. Mm. It's just that individual transformation at the end of the road that's, or my goal that I need to keep in my mind that always plays for me. Beautiful. So transformation is the underpinning or like the foundation of your grit or not even, let me picture that differently. It's like a trajectory. So it's, it's, it's the finish line of sorts. So all the work you're doing when it's time to make transitions or navigate obstacles, it's a move toward your individual transformation. So that kind of captures your picture of you are really doing so much of what you do because it ends up serving you while serving others because you're a different person as a result of the challenging situation or relationship. Yeah, kind of like a shooting star. Like the Mm. whole, the line, you'll see like the light all the way from the beginning to the end, but it's it's a trajectory. Trajectory? trajectory. Yep, trajectory, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is the first visual um, reflecting a shooting star that I've had in a conversation. I've heard some pretty fascinating pictures, but that is absolutely gorgeous because then you're talking about doing what needs to be done and getting as high as you need to, but also sprinkling a bit of light behind you so that those on the receiving end, as you continue to move forward, are still getting some of your light. Ooh, I love that so much. Yeah. Thank you for that picture. I have a quote from someone named Katie Reed, and she once said, self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. As the charge nurse in the ER of a major hospital in Canada's sixth largest city, 
How does your grit make this balance possible in your life? So I used to do karate when I was uh, growing up mm. <laughs> um, as a child. Mm. And I um, ran into my sensei or like the teacher um, yeah. recently in like the last couple of years, say. And I voiced to him how off I used to feel a lot of emptiness um, being at work from some of the things that I see because I feel... Contrary to the quote, <laughs> I used to feel that more was coming out of me than I had to give. Mm. And then so much came out, the question came, became, how do you run on empty? Because mm. it's like, I can't, I don't want to see what I have to see anymore. I'm going to relate this more to work more than um, my personal life. But it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to see what I have to see. I don't want to have to manage or deal with what I have to deal with. And so how do I run on empty? And this, this is a conversation that I got into with um, my sensei. Mm. And he <clears throat> brought me back to one of the things that you do in karate. Before you start a sequence of moves, you ground yourself. Um, you close your eyes. You place one hand on top of another. And that, um, that form or that, that gesture is called uh, mukso in Japanese. Okay. And the, um, the reason why they do that he reminded me, he said, you're not just grounding yourself, actually. He said, go back to when you used to do that uh, growing up. The reason you do that before doing a sequence of moves is because you are forming, um, he's like almost a bubble or a, um, like a comfort area or a zone around you where, or shield. That's the word he used. You're, you're creating shield around you. So the negativity around you can't come in. They can't, can't penetrate. Mm. So, um, and, and, I took that um, home with me and I thought about it and I was like, he's right. Because much like that quote is that you have to fill up yourself with the things that bring you that joy or that bring you the um, satisfaction mm -hmm. or comfort, whether that be through, you know, like your, your hobbies or spending time with people who bring that um, joy to your life or reading or watching movies or whatever it is that gives you that little bit of happiness. Mm -hmm. you, you fill up with that, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I go to work, when I have to manage um, situations as a, as a mom where I don't know what the answer is or whatever, whatever the situation would be in my life, I bring that experience back and it's like, okay, I filled up. I have things in me that I hold important and I'm going to create that shield mm -hmm. because all these things that are happening are things that are just happening. Mm -hmm. So I can also, I bring that to work. So when I have to manage situations that are sometimes very hurtful, such as one that happened last night, someone had passed away, uh, you know, like it brings tears to your eyes. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't run away from sadness mm -hmm. or grief, but like, it's like, you know, like you, you, you've created that, I've created that shield around me and I'm not going to let that negativity penetrate into me. Mm -hmm. So that's how I think that quote, um, I, that quote does hold true. And so that's what I do to be able to give my fullest and still not run on empty. Like I still try to keep that shield up so that whatever I've filled up, filled up on that's brought me the joy or brought, has brought me that goodness um, stays with me. And I don't give that part up. Maybe mm -hmm. it is a bit selfish, but that part doesn't leave because that is for me and I need to keep that so that I can continue to do what I can for others. And I think what you described is a beautiful buffer situation. So in the sense that whether you referenced a whole bunch of ways people can fill up or kind of do things that really give them a sense of whether it's joy, whether it's a sense of stability, even just a sense of being full enough to go out 
and to do some really hard things. I appreciate that what you essentially described is that I am present as possible, but I'm only able to do that as a result of taking time to know what I need, make sure I get some of that know what is available to me so I can be ready and I'm not running on empty. So I like that buffer idea. So in addition to the shooting star piece, there's this circle of sorts around you, which is another form of light. So it's not not necessarily a solid, obviously, but it's that idea that I have I have things I'm carrying with me as an energetic shield that are going to help me respond to people who are also dealing with difficult situations and relationships, but also be able to protect myself in some sort. So mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, love it. And I want to pull one thing again. You talked a little bit in the beginning, and I mentioned in the introduction that you are searching through self, searching for self through self and also accessing that through yoga. I would love to hear how does your yoga practice support some of what managing difficult situations, challenging situations and relationships at work outside of your mat. How does your yoga practice? Because that probably fills me up the most. Mm. Yoga definitely, I would say, uh, fills me up the most because, um, okay, I'm going to break it down because it's like, it's two different things, but I'm going to break it down. Okay. okay. So um, yoga to me, like I said, it fills me up the most because it's um, it's a place of grounding. Okay. Um, it's an hour where, that's how long practice is usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is an hour where I can, um, I ground myself. Like again and again, it's, I feel my feet on the ground and it's, and it just brings you back to the present like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Nothing else other in my life brings me back to the present as much as feeling both of my feet on the ground, on the mat, mm-hmm. and the sound of my breath. Because the sound of my breath is a constant reminder of life, of the gift of being alive. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a bad, even if life seems at the worst at the moment, it's like that breath is still coming and it's still constant. So it's, it, it pulls me forward okay. so it doesn't keep me stagnant. Mm. So I feel that, that that's why yoga for me is, um, fills me up. However, the second part about how it's like a journey back to the self is because it's a, a recognition again of who am I? Mm. Am I just a mom? Am I just a nurse? Am I just a daughter? Am I just a friend? No, like I am more than that. Again, going back to my grit words, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, like it's a, it's a transformation of finding out who I really am so that I can honor that to the best of my ability. So that's, that's what yoga is to me, I would say in, in essence, Mm -hmm. is that it, it just reminds me to keep searching for who I really am so that I could truly honor what I am supposed to be so that I can be good, not just to myself, which is of course the most important. And I can be able to help others maybe find that spark of light inside them too. Mm. I love so much of what you just shared because a couple of thoughts have come my way. The first of which is that you've identified an obstacle that a lot of people mention is something that really takes up a lot of their energy. It's figuring out your gifts and then how to use them. So you've said in a few different ways that part of what you find really valuable is getting an understanding of accessing resources, places, spaces that help you see what it is you're here to do. 
And then whether that's an easy road or a difficult road, that transformation for you at the end is always worth whatever it is that you have to go through to get there. So I really appreciated that you've pulled that kind of universal obstacle that people once once self-actualization, again, when your safety needs, all your, your, your really fundamental needs are met, we can spend time at that level of, okay, I'm safe, I've got shelter, I've got food, but what else? What am I here to do? So I appreciate that, that reminder that that's often a really important struggle. And then to your inspiration, to your I word, it's, I can't imagine not listening to this episode and being inspired by how much time you've taken to really recognize that in that space of being here for others, it's hard. And you keep showing up for that really hard work as a mom, as a daughter, as a nurse. So I appreciate those two offerings that you've shared. And then what I'd love to kind of conclude with is really getting clear for listeners, um, what has shifted for you since the day you got to know your grit? More than shifted, I'd have to say that it's solidified for mm. me. And in like the last, I don't know, whatever decade, like a, as a young adult, say, um, growing up as a young adult, um, all the thoughts or um, stuff that we've spoken about in the last little bit mm-hmm. have always been like somehow in and out of my thoughts. Um, so I would say these, once I've um, acknowledged the grit, I it solidified it for me, so more than shifted. Okay. Um, a, a little story that I actually repeat to myself, I would say most nights before going to sleep, um, I'm not trying to be religious or anything, and I apologize if I say, um, if I bring the wrong words. Um, I'm just, I, the story is what means something to me. Perfect. Um, I read this story one time uh, that in the Bible somewhere, it says that a bu- um, some disciples were gathered around doing a Bible study, or and um, within this study, uh, some passage, uh, it had said that um, God or uh, was a silversmith for his people. Okay. So the disciples were a little uh, confused because most often um, the go- what they were used to reading or. Um, knowing was that God was more of a shepherd for his flock. So one of the disciples said, you know what, I'm going to find out what this is supposed to mean and uh, decided to go to a silversmith and watch their work. So he went to their um, hut or shed or whatever and knocked on the door um, and he could see the silversmith was at the back of uh, the store working. And so he didn't want to disrupt, so he quietly came in and he watched this uh, silversmith work. And the silversmith took the metal, whatever, banged it out, put it over the fire, and then watched it for some time and cured it and what have you. And then all of a sudden he pulled out the metal and um, put it on his working table, and he could see that the the gleam from the silver. When um, the silversmith was at that point uh, looked up and noticed that somebody had walked into his shop and was watching him, and so he told he asked he's like oh how can i help you sorry i was busy working and then the disciple said don't worry i came in here actually just to observe you if you don't mind i have a question and the silversmith said sure no problem what is it and he says when did you know uh to pull out that piece of metal from the fire because you were just holding it over then all of a sudden you pulled it out and he said simple when i could see my reflection in the metal Mm. and so essence of that story is that uh we're never put into a situation 
that is so bad that we will not be able to come out of that fire mm. because something, whether that be creation or a higher power, however you see it, um, that's out there, the energy that keeps us alive, the energy that binds us together, it never puts us in a situation where we can't come out of it because they'll take us out of it. That fire is never hot enough for us. Mm. But what's the, but what's the essence of being in the situations that we are? What's the point of having to manage, you know, the, the stuff that I see in the emergency department? What's the essence of having to like, you know, raise two, two daughters by myself? What's the, what's the reason for all this? Like where I feel alone or I feel that I haven't, you know, that I, I got the short end of the straw, whatever. Mm. Is that because I'm getting fine-tuned? Mm. I'm 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 that piece of metal that needs needs to be put on that fire to get to be able to ha- see my reflection in it. Because mm. once I see my reflection in it, then can that transformation of the self actually happen? Mm. So, so for me, the grit solidified that thought that. All of these words that I said to you, that we went over, the guidance, the resilience, the inspiration, the transformation, all of that will happen when I've acknowledged and I give in to whatever is, hap- is, ha- is happening in my life. Mm. And that having the faith, trusting the process, that one day I will be able to see that reflection in my reflection in that metal because that's when that transformation of the self will actually happen. Stunning. I'm so grateful for the detail of that story, for your ability to really speak to what it means to you, because that's often the most powerful way to show up is speaking from self. And so again, for listeners and for for you, I'm so grateful that we've had this time together. I appreciate in particular that you've reminded us that a lot of what we're going through is meant to shape us as much as it may feel like it's deflating or kind of rearranging. Sometimes there's that element of shaping and somehow polishing to the point that we can see ourselves. So I am so grateful for your time. Thank you again for having me. You're so welcome. Have an amazing day. See you soon. (laughs) Grow My Grit podcast, hosted by Hayes Shepmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. This episode was recorded and mixed at Music Box by Jim Speary. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at growmygrit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review, take a screenshot of the homepage, and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.